welcome and thank you for joining us today for our very first podcast. I am Jess. I am a mother of four living in the wonderful Cotswolds in the UK. And I'm Helen, mother of one who moved to Norway at 15 weeks pregnant to have my first child. And this is the Motherhood Manual, titled because despite us all desperately searching, there really isn't a manual that comes with being a parent. But we do hope that this podcast can be a source of experiences and insights and hopefully a little bit of light relief too, to make you feel less alone in the extraordinary highs, excruciating lows and everything in between. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Motherhood Manual Podcast, and you can also email us at themotherhoodmanual at gmail.com to connect with us and share any experiences that you would like us to hear about. This week, we're actually taking our first episode just to introduce ourselves, a little bit about who we are, how we met, and why we decided to start this podcast. I am Jess. I am uh, early to mid thirties. <laughs> We're just sort of crossing over that, uh, nice. that threshold into mid thirties. Um, I have four children, two of which um, are with us, and two of which, unfortunately, are not. I live in the beautiful Cotswolds in Gloucestershire, and my eldest child is five, and my uh, youngest is almost two. So I have been on this motherhood roller coaster for a few years. And probably like many of you still don't know what I'm doing, still making it up as we go along. And I'm Helen. As I said in my very brief introduction at the beginning of this, I moved to Norway in December of 2021 and I was 15 weeks pregnant at the time. I'd only actually been married for a couple of months at that point as well. So I was actually also six weeks pregnant at our wedding and moved to Norway to have a go at living in a different country and luckily picked one which has very good childcare system and encourages parenthood um, so that was uh, fortunate. Um, I am also somewhere in my 30s. I'm going to say early still. I've got it. I'm yes. a year less than Jess so I get I get a little <laughs> I, get, I think I get to say early 30s still. And I think actually it'd be really interesting to hear your experiences in Norway too. Um, for anybody listening from the UK, I think it'd be really interesting to hear your pregnancy, birth, postnatal experience, and just the difference. I think it's it's quite interesting to hear about. I hope that we can uh, highlight some of those differences, similarities, the, the benefits perhaps, and yeah, all of that good stuff. But I guess it's important to try and highlight to the listeners a little bit of our backstory, our collective backstory, Jess. Our history. Um, our history. <laughs> Helen yeah. and I have been friends for a very, very long time. Mm. Um, we, Helen is my oldest friend, my dearest friend. We met at, you, what, you were eight? Seven, yes. eight? No, I was seven, you were eight, I believe. Yeah. There we go. And we were the cool kids when we were younger. We um, both spent our childhoods pretty much growing up in theatres. Does that make us the cool kids? Yes, it does. I think it totally does. (laughs) Um, Which I I don't know about Helen, but I started when I was three or four doing ballet classes. And I think you were not far off, were you? Yeah, I I think actually I started amateur dramatics at seven when I joined the theatre group that we were both part of when we were younger 
so that was that was my first kind of entry into all things performance um I must note here that as I've got older the idea of performing makes me feel purely sick to the stomach <laughs> so um my inhibitions have definitely got fully in it's the funny, way of it's funny how those adults fears start to creep in at a certain yeah. point don't they and just totally yeah. take over I mean we were just talking about this quickly before I pressed record but um we were both really nervous about doing this because we're both very good at having big ideas and like wanting to do things. <laughs> we do this together quite often. And Jess will admit this herself, but the follow through on those things isn't always wonderful. I remember always saying when we were kids, Helen, you're the ideas person. Like, I, I, I'm not the ideas person. Helen was always the I don't know about ideas. that. Oh, you totally were. Oh, um, okay. And then, so it should follow suit that I'd be the person to like, you know, put it into practice and do it, but I'm crap at that as well so <laughs> nevertheless I don't think that's true I think you got plenty of good ideas here we um, are yes here we are and yes yeah, so we met doing amateur dramatics we spent our entire childhood and teenagers up oh, until yeah. I think my last show was probably when I was about 18 yeah mine was similar well actually I would have been younger than you I would have gone off to uni by then already hadn't I uh, uh, old, yeah. no older than you sorry older yeah yeah, yeah so, so I was about similar. 18 um, and that was sort of all weekends, all of our time. That was our lives, wasn't it? It was that our was lives, like, yeah. Um, and we loved it, to be fair. We oh, absolutely yeah. loved it. It was amazing. It was brilliant. Um, but we also spent a lot of time with each other. <laughs> we did, <laughs> which we sadly don't get to spend quite as much now. But um, at least this is no. a good excuse for us to have a chat every few weeks, even if we get <laughs> three listeners, which, as we said earlier, will probably just be our parents. So that's how we met. So I was the lucky one to become a parent first. Um, <laughs> I actually was one of the first in of anybody I knew actually to be a mum. And then a few years later, Hel- Helen is um, godmother to uh, my beautiful daughters and is brilliant with them. And we saw quite a lot of each other when you were still here, uh, which was lovely. So you've seen them growing up, which is nice. Um, and then you did the terrible thing of moving to a different country. Um, and oh, then not only did you move to a different country, but then you decided to have a baby there as well. <laughs> no, so, H- Helen and I have been talking quite a lot since Helen had her baby about just how much there is that nobody tells you about before you have a child and just the things that you're just not expecting. And I guess it'd be quite difficult because, you know, there's, there's a lot and every child is different. So it'd probably be quite hard to write it all down. But we've been talking a lot since Helen had her baby about our different experiences and the similarities that we found between our journey so far. And then yeah. Helen sent me a voice note one day and said, I've had this crazy idea <laughs> <laughs> because we've been talking about it for weeks anyway. We've been back and forth with voice notes and messages about, you know, all the things that parents talk about um you know how much food your baby's eating and how much sleep you're getting I eat mm. and she said I've got this crazy idea and I wrote it down months ago and I totally forgot about it <laughs> I've just found it again and we should do it and actually we just thought it made sense for us anyway to talk yeah. about and I think I feel incredibly fortunate that I've had you on the end of WhatsApp to voice note and and ask questions of and all of those things but not everybody has someone that they're as close to and can be as open and honest with and who can kind of get sort of advice or feedback or whatever you want to call it sometimes it's just to hear someone saying me too don't worry 
that was the same for us or that was completely different for us but it's a phase that's my new favorite phrase it's, yeah, a it's a phase this too really, shall pass is another yeah, good one <laughs> yeah it's a really useful um sentiment actually when you're going through all this stuff and I think we we kind of both said to each other like I find myself googling things all the time just which I'm trying to do less of these days but because we're all kind of still searching for the right answer or like just the way to do something um, just somebody to tell you yeah right, this is how you do it <laughs> And yeah. that's it <laughs> but it just doesn't really exist ahead of uh ahead of this podcast actually Jess and I I think had a quick chat with a few people and a few friends about uh things that they wish they could have read in a manual before having children which is quite interesting but just on that note I'll just play you uh one that I I got and hopefully this this works I'd say trust your gut instinct I remember somebody saying that to me and I thought, how can I? I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never done this before. But the truth is, none of us have ever done this before. And you know your child best. And if you feel it, most of the time, it's right. And if it's wrong, getting it wrong sometimes doesn't matter either. We all do. I suppose that's what I'd say. Everyone has good days. Everyone has bad days. But follow your gut and you can't go far wrong. If in doubt, go outside. <laughs> I thought that was uh, that kind of speaks hopefully to what the podcast should should do, which is just to to share experiences and insights. It's not here to provide an instruction manual for you. So if you clicked on this thinking, oh, something says manual and it's motherhood manual, this is going to answer all my problems. It's not. It's just going to hopefully make you feel a little bit more reassured that like you got this, and we're all struggling, thriving at different times and in different ways. And we hope to explore some really pertinent topics as well that uh, we can we can both speak from, but also we can get some really interesting guests on to come and chat about these things as well. I think it's all important just to add at this point, disclaimer, we are not experts on parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Our advice should probably not be followed and we are not in any way making ourselves out to be experts. Oh, no might get some experts to come in and chat but Jess and I certainly are not but we hope to be a safe space for you to retreat to and listen to um, some honest reflections. We have asked a couple of friends, parent friends, mother friends to share with us um, if they had had this mythical manual before <laughs> they became parents what would they have liked to read in it um, or, or what would they have liked to have known? And I've got a couple of quite funny ones. So this is the first one. Within the first month, you'll be covered in so much bodily fluid, you won't know where it's from or whose it is. And if you've never had someone projectile vomit in your face and want to keep it that way, then don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Once um, he actually vomited in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that before. Parents yeah. are holding their babies up, mm -hmm. like you know, looking lovingly into their faces. Yeah, you, know, you think there's a smile, and then no, all of a yeah. sudden. Yeah, but she does this impressive. thing where she like opens her mouth like uh, like that, or used to when she was a bit younger. <laughs> and I used to think she does now do kisses. I'm sure of it. But and that that is also her kisses face. But she was doing this, uh, which I now know is also a face she does when she has a bad stomach or she feels a bit sick. <laughs> So I think she's doing kisses. I'm going, ah, oh, like that. I think she's doing kisses. And so I'm like, oh, like opening my mouth, kissing back. And then, 
Oh, yeah. Nice. And it just, you know, caught me. So, yeah, don't have children if you don't feel like being vomited on. And then I have another one as well. Don't be afraid to be honest with others about how hard all elements of motherhood can be. You can love, and I think this next bit is really important. You can love and adore your child, but still find it hard. The more yep. honest you, we are with each other, the less isolating motherhood will be. And I think that's going to speak to so many of us because the, we all know the mum guilt. It's literally, it's like a switch that flicks in your brain as soon as you, well, I think as soon as you become pregnant, as soon as you know mm. that you're going to be a mother, this, you know, mum guilt switch just flicks and, you know, you feel perpetually guilty for literally everything. And I think it's so it's tricky sometimes to say this is hard because you think people are going to think, well, you don't love your child. Or sometimes you, I, I remember always thinking if I say if I say to somebody how hard it is and how hard I'm finding it, well, they'll just turn around to me and say, well, you shouldn't have children. then. You shouldn't have had children. Why do you have children? You know, I don't think any oh, I mean, some people might say, but I don't think anybody's actually going to say because no. Or the people that do say aren't parents. Yes, so yeah. I think you can, and you can only really understand the extraordinary highs and the excruciating lows when you've been a parent. And you can only really comprehend how those two things can be literally within the same hour, within the same yes. 10 minutes. Literally simultaneously existing. Yeah, simultaneously existing. You can be devastatingly sleep deprived, tired, exhausted. Yeah, also feeling partially maybe regretting becoming a parent. <laughs> <laughs> There's certainly moments where you think, yeah. all those things we could have done and of course but at the same time yeah it's only really something you can understand once you become a parent and I think I really realized that you know as you said in our introduction you became a parent long before I did and I really feel like my ability to truly empathize with you and your experiences of the years that I wasn't a parent have only really been possible since I've been a parent and you can't really blame anyone for that that's just no, that no, is just course. unfortunately the reality that um and I think it's why so many people look for communities with of other parents to engage with because you can have the closest of friends but if they haven't gone through that same experience it's very difficult to provide that level of support and they say they say it takes a village yeah. <laughs> um I always read that and thought just I don't understand that I, I just, but yeah it, the more the deeper you get into your journey the the more you understand how um, important that community like you said that community mm. that you make around yourself is mm. and that doesn't always have to be family obviously for you your family are in a completely different country which is yeah. really hard but yeah. you have to make do with what you have and mm. um, you know you make that that community for yourself and that's yeah I mean we'll we'll definitely talk about this in a future episode along with mum guilt I think those mm. topics are things we can cover in a lot more depth but uh, building a community to help me bring up my child is definitely and make me feel at home here doing that is uh is a work in progress it's a work in progress and it's some days that feels really really hard um when you've barely got any energy to function and then you've actually got to like go and put yourself out there and make friends with people who speak a different language and and see if they're going to be your people or not and often put in a lot of energy to find that they're not or Unfortunately, where I live, it's very transient. There's a lot of people who live here, but only live here for a short amount of time. So then you find out they're leaving in six months. And hopefully, you know, online communities can be a really important place for people. And absolutely, my hope is, if nothing else, that there's a few other people who will listen to this and feel kind of like seen and heard. And 
uh, connected. Because of the pandemic, um, you know, people have started to look further afield for their, um, you know, their people, their village, their communities, yeah. because they've had to, you know, you haven't been able to, you, there was, you know, almost two years where you weren't able to go to baby groups. There's a whole, gen- there's going to be a whole generation of mothers and fathers yeah. who haven't had the experiences um, that they would have had pre-pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And that is also, I think, you know, something that that's another reason why people are turning to online communities, online support groups and yeah. podcasts, because um, it's another way that you could build that kind of support network around yourself. I have one further comment <clears throat> that was from a friend of mine mm-hmm. um, about what she wished she'd read uh in a in a manual uh before she became a mother and it was yes you can shower every morning put the baby in the bouncing chair and just do it (laughs) which is some advice I definitely didn't read and for the first at least three months I definitely didn't have a shower every morning um I usually tried to shower at some point during a day but it definitely wasn't whilst I was alone and in charge of the baby uh, it was usually at some point in the evening when I could hand the baby over to dad and I kind of wish I had and she said for her that was really important because if nothing else it made such a difference she said to how she felt and it was a bit of routine in the middle of madness and also felt like something she was doing for her not just the baby because everything else seemed to be about the baby particularly in those first probably six months or more. <laughs> yeah that's a good one actually I think that definitely makes a difference like you said you kind of adds a bit of routine but also if you if you shower and you get dressed it doesn't matter whether you're getting dressed into a clean pair of loungewear or pajamas it doesn't Mm. matter but just the act of doing that I think Mm. can make such a difference mentally yeah absolutely so some of the other topics that we hope to talk about over the next few podcasts conceiving the different journeys that people have been on to actually have their children the whole journey of pregnancy and people's different experiences whether you loved it or whether you hated it birth plans we all know that word Um, and then we will also have a couple of um, episodes about uh, loss and about um, having a premature baby too and of course what the wonderful 3am club of no sleep and broken (laughs) nights and feeding all all hours of the night um, which we've all, all been there We've kind of got a few about identity, hopefully. Who am I now? Which oh, yeah. Obviously something that I think we all grapple with and that takes time. Motherhood in the workplace, motherhood and social media. And we might talk about poo, which actually when you're a parent becomes your complete and utter obsession. Anyway, so there we go. There's some things that we are hopefully going to cover across the coming uh, months. Thank you for joining us for our first podcast. We hope you've got a little insight into who we are um, and we hope that you'll come back and join us for our next one. Uh, Keep an eye on our social media for updates on that um, and hopefully for some uh, announcements of some guests that we will have on in the coming weeks and months. And if you have any questions that you want to put to us or if you want to share your story with us, that would also be Mm. wonderful. Um, You can find us um, on Instagram, the Motherhood Manual podcast. um, And also you can email us um, just motherhoodmanual at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you as well. Have a good one. Bye.